I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are talking about Eighth Grade, the new Bo Burnham movie. His well, not, debut. Not, Bo Burnham's not in it, but he directed it. <laughs> Written and directed by Bo Burnham, who I've been a fan of for years. This, I mean, I had, I don't know where we want to start, but this this movie was just amazing. It, it was, really it was, was amazing. I'm so glad that you saw it. I mean, it took you like two weeks to see it after me, but it well, was worth I have it to though. Wait wasn't it? for. Kind of always wait for AMC to get it in their dang theaters, and you complain, and it <sighs> happens, so it's fine. Yeah, I, I don't know how it keeps happening, but every time I complain about a movie not being at AMC, they put it in there like the next weekend. So I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep going with it, see how it goes. Isn't this um, movie just so great? It and I felt like it was. I, I saw it with my little sister, and I, I don't think it could have been any more perfect. Like just seeing it with her, <laughs> yeah, and. Like just, just, just feeling all these feelings from this movie. Like, I I think I felt everything. Like mm-hmm. just kind of you know sadness, like anger, awkwardness, like, it's awkwardness, intense happiness. Awkwardness. Yes. yes, this yes. this actress Elsie Fisher is amazing. I mean, this is almost like it's a it's like an autobiography. It, it's like it's like. She's it's it's like a documentary. It's like she's not even acting. Yeah, like yeah, it definitely seems more like a a biopic of some kind or just just I don't know, just or like a like a vlog. I don't know. It just seems very just chill, relaxed, realistic, like just just everything, everything. I know. I so, I mean, okay, the trailer for this she's movie. She's Agnes? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, she's Agnes in Despicable Me. Oh my gosh. Oh my um, goodness. So the trailer for this movie is a really good trailer. I mean, I would say that it lives up to this film like 100%. Yes, and that's what we want is trailers that, that correctly represent their movie. Yeah. And I feel like this like this trailer did that. I mean, again, the... I mean, not again, but of course the... the story's very simple it's very focused it it's not mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's, about it's her re- yeah it's not hard to mess up like you i mean pretty much any any section of the movie you really could have put into the trailer and it wouldn't have been misleading or anything uh-huh. i think at least uh-huh I, I agree and because the whole film she's in every single scene basically um yeah and you're just following her around her like last week of school basically and so she's she's is it, is it last week or is it like a month or something i don't know it's, it's like the last week okay. yeah it says it's the last week on imdb so oh it does say that the last week of her disastrous eighth grade year okay 
I love... Okay, so, like, we could talk a lot about the specifics of this movie, and I just felt like... I watched it with my brother, and even my brother was, like, connecting to this film because this girl... And I feel so, so much like her where you want to be somebody who makes bold choices, who's really confident with her choices and who does things, um, even though she might not know everything about what she's doing, she does things with some kind of, some kind of gumption. Like she tries, you know, it's not like she, Mm -hmm, she mm -hmm. doesn't try to make her, like get herself out there, reach the goals that she wants to achieve, you know, just be fearless. And although it kind of comes back to bite her sometimes, it doesn't discourage her in the end. And I really loved that, that she was just so awkward and, you know, she just, like, puts on too much makeup and does these videos about being such a cool person and she's not, you know, and... But nobody is. So it's... You feel her, you feel her, her ostracized, like, she has no friends... So she just is, like, alone all the time, and she just sees all these girls who are being stupid, and all these boys who are being just terrible. Oh, my gosh. Except for her, except for the... so funny. Except for the other, the kid who ended up being her friend, um... Uh, Gabe. Gabe. Yeah, Gabe, who who was really cute, honestly. <laughs> so adorable. Um, I loved him. He he and then the dad were like the only good guys in this whole movie. Yeah, everyone else was just kind of whatever. Um But yeah, especially God, I was getting so pissed off at the Riley part. I wanted to just oh. ugh. I, I kept sitting there going, like, every time he'd say stuff, I'd be like, I'd be like, fuck you! Like, just at the screen, like, I just, oh my god, I couldn't help it. He was making me so angry. Well, I read um, a little, like, interview uh, with Bo Burnham about that scene, and how yeah. hard it was to write, and that he wanted to write it realistically, which is, you know, something that definitely happens to young girls, which, uh, in which Kayla is in the back of the car, of Riley's car because he takes her home and as soon as he drops off um is it Olivia Olivia. you knew that this kid was gonna be sketchy and he goes and sits in the back and tries to get her to take her top off and she just is like no and I was so proud of her for saying that um but Bo Burnham said that he wanted to make it awkward and it was an awkward day a couple days of filming obviously but you know obviously she didn't do anything that she was uncomfortable with but the whole situation is uncomfortable. So you're like really feeling it as she's feeling it as well. Yeah, it was it was making me nervous because I was like, no, you don't want to do that. So just don't do it. And like, but then you also I, feel what she's feeling. Like, you know why she's saying the things that she's saying, why she's acting like that, because she's a woman who doesn't want to let people down. And in the end, she says she's sorry and like, don't tell Olivia and it's like she's acting like it's her fault that this happened, you know? Well, yeah, because that's also how he was making it seem. Like, of course. Like, he kept saying, you know, I was just trying to be nice to, like, help you out because when you get into high school and you start dating your first boyfriend and he's trying to, like, do stuff with you and you're, like, ignorant and don't know anything, like, he's going to tell all of his friends that, that you're bad at it. Like, and yeah. I was and like, oh, my God. It's just a terrible, <sighs> terribly, con- like unconvincing thing but to her it's like definitely something that she could have fallen prey to and she didn't because she's smart and 
she's smarter than she even realizes that she even knows you know and uh, Kayla just becomes a person that you think in the beginning is kind of doesn't understand anything and doesn't know what she's doing and then as she goes along she actually does and she really does know more than than she lets on you know yeah and then also just watching her experiment with things like how Mm, how she knew that 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 Aiden was into girls who like had nudie photos or something and and you know she kind of lied saying that she did that kind of stuff and and she's kind of like experimenting like trying to see like oh could I really give this kid a blowjob no because it's gross like and then she and then she She gets the figures it out she like yeah, because, she's about to do it to the banana, <laughs> and I and I just loved the the progression of the movie. Like you you saw you saw the kind of stuff that she wanted to get done, like her goals of the of the movie of you know the last week of school was to make friends, be confident, get a boyfriend, and you know she's kind of she's doing like trial and error she's trying to make friends with the girls that you wouldn't necessarily want to be friends yeah. with like mm-hmm. a kennedy and steph like those like they're not going to have anything in common and they just look like boring girls like why would you want to hang out with them yeah but, like of course but they're like the the cute girls they're the cool girls and so she's like well if i'm friends with these girls and maybe i'll have more friends but you know that's also like not necessarily her main goal i think she just wants to kind of get through it she wants to exist she wants to be happy in her own skin and i think you you do see that especially in the very end when she writes that she is she writes that like um thing to the coolest girl in the world yeah Um, her uh her sixth grade box her sixth grade box to herself when she was in eighth grade and then again to herself she's gonna she did another video to herself when she graduates high school and she kind of has this like wonderful outlook on it. Yeah. And and again with with how with how she started she started the movie making these videos to try and help her like give advice to herself and help her become the type of person the person she wants to be, but then evidently like you know seeing how those seem to kind of be helping but then not really fully help because again, this is this is a, such a realistic movie mm-hmm. to where you can't... I mean, it's so easy to hear advice and, and listen to it and, like, tell yourself that you're going to follow it, but then actually doing it is so much harder than than people think. Yeah. And as, especially by the end when we, when we know that she has anxiety, like, this stuff is very difficult to get past, and you're constantly having to deal with it. It's not like a, great, mm-hmm. I got some awesome advice, I followed it, I'm now a better person, and all my problems are gone. Yeah. They're not. No, You she... have to constantly be working at them, and I love, love that this movie, like, like heavily pointed at that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that you're always in a sort of transformation, no matter what state you're in. Even if you're an adult, you're always changing, you're always transforming into something else. And especially for Kayla, who's who's like fourteen. Oh, I just would like to say if you if you hear any kind of noise behind me, it's because it started to rain, and oh, it's kind of like these big glops. So sorry about that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, I also would like to point out how awesome her dad was, just in general. He was such a great dad. Yeah, he he was trying to be there for her, but of course, with with an eighth grader, you can't you can't be too pushy and you can't be too clingy. 
And he was, like, giving her space, like, wanted to talk to her, but she didn't want to talk to him until the end. Obviously, because she's an eighth grader. <laughs> I know. And you're, like, watching this, and you're like, this dad is so chill. He doesn't get upset with her. He just kind of just deals. And you could totally tell that the mom who invited her to Kennedy's birthday party was, like, had a big crush on her dad and just wanted to see her oh, dad. definitely. It was so basically. funny. I mean, I mean, just the fact that this had so much humor. Like, when she was looking up how to give a blowjob on her phone, and she, like, her dad walked in the room and she threw the phone across the room. Like, I think that was the oh, funniest no, part of was... the movie. She she was on Instagram and yeah. she was watching Aiden's like flexing video oh. and then and then she was pretending to kiss she was, she was pretending, pretending to kiss, to kiss him him on, her, on hand. her hand that's right and then, he, and then her dad came in and it was so funny and, and he knocked and she was like can you knock and he's like I I, I did, did knock. And she, she was like, like listening like, to music can you can you knock louder like it's so funny and uh, she gets mad at him like in the car like he's just driving and she's like can you not do that. You know, and he's like, what? I'm just driving. And she's like, you're like looking so intently. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, stop looking at me. Like, like stop looking at, like, keep looking at the road. I can't, I don't want you to drive into a tree and then I can't meet up with my friends. Like, I need you yeah. to pay attention. She's, she's just like, like stop putting all so of her, funny. her like angst in, into her dad, you know, and, and, you know, you saw that and he saw that, but he still thought she was awesome. Because she is. Because she, she is, is awesome. awesome. I mean, he said that in the beginning of the movie, and we didn't really know her very well at that point. And as the movie went on, and, and she, like, we really got to know her and how awesome she is and how strong she is and how courageous she is. I mean, I'm watching this girl, and I'm just, like, falling in love with her. She's so cool. I would be so excited to have a kid like her because she's, like, so, she's so courageous, you know, and just definitely like what she was saying around the fire she's like no one would want to have a kid like me and i was just like that's not true <laughs> yeah like are you are you disappointed in me or sad sad yeah. to be my dad or something like which is just which is just all those all those crazy thoughts and ideas that mm -hmm. that go through that go through people's minds i mean you can't you can't help but but be concerned about things that you don't need to be concerned about but you know, to an eighth grader, and and even and even today, like I, I can't even imagine how many things I just get anxious about just thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Like just the thought, just the thought of something, like not even doing it, not even actively doing it. Yeah. Just anxiety, just complete. And and that was how I was like all through eighth, like all through middle school as well. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it just it was like her last video that she made before she was like the one saying that she was gonna stop video recording yeah because because she felt like butterflies in her stomach like all the time all the time yeah i was, I was like I was like oh my god this is like me <laughs> yeah at least you don't have to deal with all this shit that eighth grade had to you know it's like you don't have that anymore i'm like watching but, this but movie. in eighth grade too like it yeah was, oh yeah my but it was worse then because you don't know anything you know it's like yeah no when you're an adult you like you're a little bit more settled into who you are or what you're going to become. And I think, like, just, like, personally, you know? But when you're mm -hmm. in eighth grade, it's like, you have no idea what you want. You have all these crazy crushes and feelings, and it, it everything's very heightened. Everything is, like, the most, the, the highest, you know? And, like, I thought the, the score was really great because it really kind of put this, this spin on how 
how strongly she feels. Like, especially when um, the boy she had a crush on, Aiden, like, lifted up his <laughs> eyes. And there was, like, that when the overbearing, like, uh, techno music came yeah. on. Because, <laughs> like, he came just, into the room. He, like, came into oh the room, God. and it was hilarious. It was just, like, that's exactly what it feels like to see your crush and to feel them moving around you in a room. You know, it's like you're sensing their every move and you're noticing where they are at all times. When you're obviously when you're that age, that's what you do. And I thought that like Bo Burnham just like got that so right and like all the people who helped him make this movie because you could just tell that Kayla like was always aware of where this boy was. If he was like anywhere near her. You know, well, yeah, and and whenever he would come into earshot or like eye, eyesight and earshot, like she would just everything would focus on him, and I I liked how distracting and almost in your face the music was because like you because and and also the beat that they used it was like your heart was pumping harder, your your like you couldn't think properly, like it was just so distracting this person that's in that's in your eyesight. Yeah, of course, and I had, I mean personally, I had this crush when I was in in, uh, seventh grade that just consumed me. Like, I remember just thinking, I I could, like, tell you all the conversations we had on one hand because I, like, remembered them so clearly. And I hardly talked to this person. I mean, it was just, like, I was so obsessed with it. And just, I I just thought he was the the most beautiful thing. Like, I was, was, you know, and that's exactly (laughs) how I, like, I felt as like Kayla felt this and I'm like watching her do these things and I'm just thinking to myself I'm so glad I'm not this age anymore but how amazing is this filmmaking to make anybody who's watching this just instantly thrown back into that kind of situation you know instantly it's it's insane really let's see what else do we got um so we're kind of we're kind of dabbling on like the humor and stuff, because of course we know Bo Burnham's a funny guy. But I like how it it wasn't overly funny or anything. Mm-hmm. I and I was actually afraid that it was rated R. I was like, oh my god, like what are we gonna see? Oh, why because, was it rated R? I don't know why it was rated R. I I actually my my little sister and I actually disagree that it was rated R. I don't think it should have. You because maybe again, there was why cursing. You, I think it might have been the cursing. It was it was cursing the yeah. the sex the sexual talk yeah. a lot yeah um, that's true that's true yeah it yeah. was definitely all of that but honestly like kids kids this age probably already know about that stuff already mm-hmm. and this movie is so important why would you make it rated R so that the people that who should be watching this movie aren't even watch like well, can't even watch it I think that Bo Burnham because clearly a lot of people want to. Like, filmmakers want things to be PG-13 because that's the most profitable, um, the most profitable rating for everybody. I mean, they make Mm -hmm. the most money if if movies are PG-13. But I could tell that because this is an indie movie and Bo Burnham wanted to make the movie that he wanted to make, he was not going to change his movie in order to make it for a PG-13 audience, you know, like this is this is real life. This is not like sugarcoating it or I'm, making I'm something less. I'm not saying less. he had to change it. Right. He should have kept everything that he did, but, but it just should made be a PG-13. Right. They. But that's not. That's like the rating. The ratings people are crazy. I mean, I listened to a podcast about the how they rate movies, and it is just bogus. Like it doesn't make any sense. Really? Yeah. It's it's very um. It's 
it's very like depending on what things obviously things are changing all the time so some amount of violence would be okay versus another amount of violence uh you can say like one f word or something but that's it but like if you showed them a cut that was really violent and had a lot of curse words in it but then you meant to send it again because you can submit it again to like get reviewed again by the board basically Mm -hmm. If you sent them, like, a more dirty version, they'd be like, okay, this is rated R. And then you, like, kind of reduce it slightly, they'll make it PG-13 because it, like, is less than what you had before. But if you send them one what? thing... Yeah, it's, like, it's not clear. It, there's, it's very arbitrary. It's not like it's so set in stone. So that's why some movies... And you can also you also can appeal it. You can just send another version. Like, you can't say, oh, well... uh this PG-13 movie uh, did this and they got away with it, so how, why can't I? Like, you can't you can't do that. You can't say that. It's not like it's it's an appeal system. It, it's so fucked up. Have have people tested the rating and just sent in the same movie again yes. after a certain amount of time? Yes, they did. Yes. And what then, happened? And then it did would it change? Be, yeah, it would change. What? Yeah, That's it's so stupid. Yeah, it's happened. I know, and and I you have to listen to it. It's a stuff you should know podcast from like last year, and uh, I thought oh that was my God so interesting. I mean, I was like listening to this thing like oh crap that's that's just fucked up because it is not a good system <laughs> because pg-13 no, makes no. the most amount of money so people want pg-13 movies so they do everything they can to like make it you know as as accessible as possible for everybody so they can make the most money but i clearly that's we, not what bo burnham wanted so he didn't care that's what you know what I found my calling. I'm going to I'm going to figure out how to become one of those one of those rating people. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this mess. I think you should, man. Yeah, you should it's very uh it's very shrouded. You, you really should try to figure it out. You're in Los Angeles. I think that's where they do it. <laughs> try to figure it out. Yeah. Uh damn. I mean, have you sucks, I, Yeah, it does suck. Because cuz for what cuz for what happened in this movie, it it I, I, it did not deserve to be I know. Written. All they do is talk about some sexual stuff, mm. like, a little bit, and then, like, they don't even curse that much. No, there's not even a whole bunch of cursing. I, I, I mean, the only time I can really call, recall them cursing is maybe when she's sitting with the high schoolers at the mall, and, like, maybe a couple of the other kids say it, maybe, at, at school. Yeah. I Maybe. I think not... I don't think there was any cursing at, at Kennedy's party. Um, I know I know Kayla says says fuck once. Yeah. Um, well, how awkward was the Kennedy's party, like when she has to take a photo with all the girls, and like she's like they're like Kayla come out in the front, and it's just like all those bikini clad girls, and she's just wearing her one piece, and yeah, and then they have to open up the gifts and. And, like, she just gives her, like, a card game, which is fine. And then she's like, what is this? I don't want this. And you're like, bitch! I know. And then and then uh, she makes her little video about it afterwards, saying, like, uh, pretty much lying, saying that she had a, like, a, a sleepover or something, and her parents made her invite the one girl that was kind of weird at school, and they, she didn't really like her, but then once she came to the party and they all got to know her... Like they they all became friends and 
But that's like, but it's like it was her, and that didn't actually happen. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> Kayla. It's just because she's trying to she's trying to teach and also learn from her videos that she's making, and I and I loved that because again, this yeah. whole trial and error, like she's she's trying to she's trying to get it all right, and sometimes it's just not like that. <laughs> I know she's. I love her. Like. I want to watch this movie again because I think everybody should watch this movie and everybody should just remember I, what it's like to be this this rated age. Rated or not, I'm <laughs> I'm showing my I'm showing my 8th grader this movie when when they're in 8th grade. Yeah. Like I this hope is, they this get is it. what's going to happen. <laughs> they won't get it maybe, as maybe, much. Maybe I'll show it to them. <laughs> no, is that too early? I I want to show it to them like before they get into middle school because like this is the time you need it. Uh, but is that is that too soon? I think that there's too much sexual referencing. But then again, I know that's not a problem. Like you could probably show your like 11 or 12 year old this movie, and it would be fine. You know, yeah, or th- or 13 year old. But even then, like we saw in this movie, like most of them are 13, 14 years old, right? And they're they're like talking about sex. They don't understand it at all. They don't get like really anything about it. You know, and it's kind of a something that clearly like kids don't need to know about but when you're like 12 you know i mean it would be nice to talk about it more i think mhm so cuz like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about like kayla has no idea what she's in for when she's talking to uh aiden about like the nudie pictures or giving him about, a blowjob about job. her dirty picture folder oh my god it's like what is going on you don't even understand what you're talking about yeah like don't don't try to don't try to become something you're not to get a boy yeah i'm glad she didn't end <sighs> up like doing anything for him or anything like that but yeah no i'm i'm pr- pretty sure when she looked at those videos she got creeped out and was like this guy ain't worth it no no matter no matter no matter how many half by how half muscles this guy has, he's not he's not worth it. <laughs> it just was so funny watching her like fawn over him like on Instagram, like watching him flex his muscles and stuff. And she was like, "Oh my god!" And and you're like, "This kid is so tiny and like creepy." And you're like, "How?" Yeah, oh. I also loved the scenes where she's just in her bed at, like, late at night scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. Uh, t- we haven't even talked Tumblr, about that stuff Twitter. Oh. Like, all that stuff. She's on everything. I'm so glad and we're not it's... in middle school right now. Oh, my God. Damn. I'd hate that like, I, so I just... much. <laughs> I already do I know, hate like... it. I really try not to, like, spend too much time scrolling through other people's lives, you know? Like, I actively... Uh, definitely not. I actively try not to, even though I definitely do more than you, but it's still... Oh, yeah, you, it's you like, definitely do. But it doesn't make me f- upset. Like, I feel like sometimes... Like, it doesn't make Kayla upset either, but, like, she she's growing up in a time where she has to look at people like the Jenners and the Kardashians and, like selena gomez and like all these people who look so perfect all the fucking time and they're always posting how perfect they are and it seems like they're like that constantly because they have this constant stream of perfection being shown that 
Yeah. How is she supposed to know? Yeah, of course. How is she supposed to know? So, how is any teenage girl supposed to know that that's not the way that the world works and that's not the way that people who aren't privileged get to live? And I just feel like it's certainly not something that it's it's it can't be beneficial to girls self-esteem and stuff today right no i don't think so i mean as long as i mean getting i don't know there there's a difference i mean if if someone truly just wants to post a very pretty picture of themselves on on instagram because that's because that makes them feel good I mean, sure, that's fine. By all means, and and then if other people want to like that, it's just the fact that there's all these filters and shit, and like yes, as long as as long as you don't lose sight of who you are and and know and know who you want to be, and that you do not need to be like anyone else. That's we we just need to break off that part that happens. Well, where, of course, but where when you're in eighth grade, that's all you want. Obviously, <laughs> well, I, th- that's why I'm glad on her list it didn't it didn't go overboard. Yeah, being being like you know I want the perfect body, I want this, I want that. Right. It was she's like, very it was, realistic it was just, about it was, her life. It was very simple. It was just yeah. friends, mm-hmm. confidence, yeah, boyfriend. Bo- boyfriend was third because she had friends and like comp or something else first. Like I can't remember what the, but there was three. I can't remember what they were. Yeah, she had a really like realistic list for herself. To, like, work on and to become more open and less quiet and, you know, presenting the best self, her best self to the world. Yeah, and and I feel like that kind of stuff, what what she scrolled past on Instagram, other, other than looking at Kennedy's page, which was just pictures of herself, Ugh. which was hilarious, um... The other stuff that she was looking at just looked like regular stuff. It didn't, which I'm glad this movie didn't go that direction. It kind of yeah. just stuck with, you know, because th- this is how, this is how youngins communicate these days, like through <laughs> different social media and like what, and people like posting videos of themselves on Snapchat and whatever and on their stories and, and I'm glad, it, I'm glad she didn't ever scroll past anything too, like, you know, you need to look like this type mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, it was just just some cute videos of probably some girls that she follows from school, and she does the makeup tutorials in the morning. And yes, I loved that because yeah. who hasn't done a YouTube makeup tutorial? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, they were fun to watch. But I swear to God, that girl that that was doing it was like her face was way too smooth, and like she looked nothing like an eighth grader. I, yeah, that's. I don't think she was. I think she was just a makeup artist. I was trying. I was trying to check. Not not a makeup artist, but a, but a beautuber. That's what. That, that's the word. Oh, is, is that what they're, for, they're called for for beauty for beauty YouTubers? I, I think YouTubers. I figured that out. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> um, I, I was try. I was trying to see if if it was someone, if it was a real person. I couldn't quite read the name on the next to her subscribe button. I was trying to read it because I I didn't recognize her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what else to talk about? I just can't believe um, she she had like no friends. Like she had no friends, except for Gabe in the end, who was great. Yeah, who and, who seemed very outgoing and and would be would be the person to be her friend because you know she's really not going to be the one to initiate. 
Well, he... <laughs> I loved it because their little date was hilarious. He got her, like, the 20-pack of chicken nuggets. And then he explained yeah. that he got two of every sauce or one of every sauce. And, like, he would not stop talking. And he, you could tell he was, like, kind of nervous. But then he also was excited that Kayla was there. And then he goes and sits across the table from her and just is, like, trying to make conversation with her. And then they start talking about Rick and Morty. And and you're just like, oh, my God, that's so cute. And how, and how he, like, he like poised his uh, his archery certificate in front of her. Yeah, he's like, and oh, you saw that? Like, and he's like, he's like, oh, sorry, I left this on here. It's, do, do you want to see what this is? No, it's stupid. It's fine. And so, like, do you, do you want to see what this? No, it's fine. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll see it. What is it? It's like, uh, oh, so cute. Like, you know what? We're just squealing at the end. Like, just Gabe was so adorable. I, but still just so incredibly awkward. Like, I... Oh. oh, oh, oh! But she seemed she seemed the most calm there, like um, yes, she, like seemed, she seemed like comfortable like being around him and talk. Like like when he would let her talk, she was like <laughs> she was more talkative. Yeah, um, and, how, and how they were they were analyzing their conversation. Like this is this is a good conversation we're having, and she's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and, and she's like, am, am I talking enough? Because I yeah. loved. I, I loved all the references to her, like because because she really felt that her videos were helping her and that she was being more talkative when yeah. in reality she wasn't. But but she at least felt more confident about herself and that was already helping her a lot. So and and, and I just loved I just loved all her references to it, like when she was talking to Riley and how they were saying that Riley was being too quiet or something, and she mentioned like, "Oh, I used to be quiet," and then he like very rudely said like, "I'm not quiet, you're quiet," and it was just yeah, that was stupid. <sighs> um, but just all those little pointless interactions—they're just they're—they happen, and it's so realistic. So, do we want to move on to the uh, meta scores now? Sounds good. Uh, it got a 90 Metascore on IMDb. Which is amazing. Which is really good. I think it had like 100 in Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, damn. Let's see. The lowest score it got uh, was from the film stage. One of 8th grade's greatest strengths is its specificity related to current to the current generation. Very oh. nice. Okay. Yes. Um, guess I'll read the timeout. Eighth grade is a lovely work lifted up by a timeless piece of indie wisdom. Keep it real, as cringe-inducing as that can be. <laughs> that's that's uh, really true. Oh, I like this one. Uh, the AV Club. Uh, what makes this coming-of-age film special is that it's at once harsh and humanist, uh, a perceptive realistic comedy about teenage life that's also rich in compassion, the scarcest of junior high comedies. Commodities. Yeah, that's Commodities. great. And the highest one we have is from IndieWire. At every turn, Fisher is honest and open, relatable to the point that you feel like you're actually watching her own life play out. Or your own life. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, again, I just, I would like to reiterate, I'm very glad I'm not this age anymore. Indeed. I'm not saying it was, like, that bad when I was in middle school, but, like, I, we all know what it feels like to be all these things, unless you're, like, a Kennedy, I guess. What's the, what's, what's the one thing that you're, that you're most glad about not having to worry about being in eighth grade? Or, like, what, what's the one thing you did 
in middle school that you're just so glad that you don't do anymore? I, I think I'm just... I, I already know mine. <laughs> okay, well, why don't, you, why don't you tell me yours, because I'll think about it. All right, so in middle school, I wore nothing but um, a hooded, like like a hoodie, because I hated my arms and everything about my body. Um, and <laughs> I'm not laughing skinny at you, jeans. Just, just the circumstance. No, it's fine. Um, even even in the hottest of of seasons, I would still be wearing a long sweater hoodie. That that that's like that's like way bigger than me. Like it, I always liked oversized hoodies because I just like to be hidden and like and like succumbed like by this by this garment. Um, and then skinny ass jeans. So can you just imagine like a frumpy yeah. top and just skinny ass legs? <laughs> and then like and all black. Just, yeah, pretty much like yeah, charcoal gray, charcoal black, gray, black and white. Those were like my colors. Um, and I I don't do that anymore. <laughs> that's uh that's probably good. Better luck. You, you like- definitely went through your emo phase before I was friends with you. Oh which God, I, I met you in 8th so grade. Over. I yeah. met you in 8th grade, but, like, we weren't really friends. I just met you in 8th grade. Um, no, and I, uh, yeah. And we we weren't close or anything until till, uh, high school. Yeah, like freshman? Freshman year? Yeah. Yeah. Because we had three classes together. That's right. And we did and we did the musical together. Yeah, and I convinced you to do the musical and you had really bad stage fright and I said, Emily, oh, yeah. it's gonna be really fun and and you did it and it was the best thing. Yeah, and then and then did two more musicals after that. <laughs> so Great. Great well, that time. was that was worth it. I think yeah, I think what I would say is that I was afraid. Yeah, I would say eighth grade was okay for me because I moved to California and I didn't have a lot of friends uh, from Chicago so but I also knew it was going to be okay because I had already moved so I kind of was like okay with not having very many close friends in eighth grade and I really started to do what Kayla did which was like kind of put myself out there and join drama and like be somebody who had more confidence who liked to show off who liked to be on the stage and that kind of was good. I think I would... Something that I, I don't want to be... Like, I'm glad that I don't do anymore is is probably the... All of the emotions related to having a crush or having any sort of romantic, like, dreams and, and stuff. I think... Not that that flew out of the window, but that was, like, right when it was starting. Like I said, I had that crush on that guy. And, I mean, you could just make your life a living hell by caring so much about somebody who didn't even know you existed. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. People people in your grade, celebrities, that's, like, where, where yeah. all the crushing happened. And that, that hits you hard, and it's exhausting. It is. I've just... It, it consumed me. And I feel like... Now, like I said, I think we were talking about it in the last podcast. It's just, it's just a different kind of obsession. It's not, it's not really. I don't like cling on to stuff as more with my emotions anymore as I used to. Because I don't have as much energy as I once did. You can, you can, <laughs> you can really only put so much energy into your hobbies and your and your likes and 
and everything these days. You have to, you gotta space it out. <laughs> and all your <laughs> obsessions. <laughs> you gotta space out, you gotta space out exact increments of energy for all of your obsessions. Because yeah. you can't, you can't go overboard. Uh, oh, goodness. Oh. It was, I mean, just, this is super great. Definitely nostalgic. Definitely. Yeah. Just a great, great coming of age movie. So, so amazing. Loved it. Yeah. So, uh, hats off to you, keep, Bo Burnham. Can't wait to see keep what you Keep directing, next. Bo Burnham. Yeah. You're awesome. I love keep you. Keep doing it. I'm liking it. I, I dig it. Um, and then let's see. I think that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So if you want to um, find us, you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. We'd love if you could rate and review us on there. We could really appreciate it. And also find us on Facebook. Uh, just search All by the Popcorn Podcast and you'll be able to find us, like us on there, write us some notes on there. That would be really nice, too. Uh, you can also follow our social media. We got a Twitter. The handle is at by the popcorn. And on Instagram, our handle is uh, I'll buy the popcorn podcast. Yes. Our emails yep. are I'll buy the popcorn podcast and I'll buy the popcorn at gmail.com. Well, um, oh, yeah, I'll both be, are at oh. gmail.com. And, uh, Again, we'd really love to have you send us notes if you have any movies that you guys want us to talk about or anything that you have to comment about what we had said earlier. Any of your middle school uh, really um, awkward stories, we'd love to hear those oh, too. I would love to hear them and reminisce because I probably was doing the exact same thing. Oh, man. You and your little email Ugh. self. <laughs> all the feels, all the feels. I wasn't a true emo. That's not. No, you definitely were not. But that uh, wasn't that wasn't my calling. It wasn't my true calling. <laughs> it was it, it was what I thought I wanted to be. Oh, uh, of course, of course. I mean, we all had that and, face. I definitely did too. And you know, all the all the emo boys with their emo hair were so cute. I couldn't I couldn't help oh, myself. Yeah. Can't handle it. Just you look <laughs> back to on it today. myself for them. <laughs> you look back on it today and you look at those guys in those bands and you're like, how the hell did I think that that guy was cute? Because he is not cute. Yeah, get some get some pants that fit you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, All I'm just, right. just was an old woman there for a second. All right. Uh, <laughs> we will Thanks talk for to listening. you next time. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.